Welcome to the fourth season of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. In this podcast, or in this particular episode, we will be talking about how an authentic leader or authentic leadership is able to inspire people to give it their all. So essentially, we want to be able to answer two key questions. And that is, number one, what is authentic leadership? Number two, how does authentic leadership inspire people around them? So let's get going. What is authentic leadership? Or what does it even look like? I think there are basically three key areas or three key things that we can look for. One is being consistent. So an authentic leader is usually one that is consistent in terms of what he or she says and what he or she will do. Therefore, the behavior is very consistent and in some ways it becomes very predictable. So some of the things that we can see from a predictability perspective is in terms of decision-making. Take an example of a leader that you've worked with that is very consistent and predictable. You will be able to kind of feel in a way secure knowing that he or she will make decisions in a certain way because they have been very consistent in how they have been performing. For example, if you have worked for a manager who is very unpredictable or very inconsistent, you would be pretty much unsure of how he or she would react or respond to a particular situation. And therefore you're always on guard or you're always kind of fearful because you just don't know what's gonna happen. Take another example where you have a leader that is very consistent a leader that you know that in this situation, he or she will respond in a certain way. And you kind of know, okay, if I have made a mistake as an example, if I acknowledge that mistake, you know that that leader will respond in a certain way. And that to a certain extent gives you a sense of stability and security. In Simon Sinek in his book, Leaders Eat Last, one of the things he talks about is how a tribe or a group of people feels safe when he or she experiences a leader that is very secure and consistent. And in many ways, that is true for all of us. We want to be able to work in an organization or in a team that you know the leader is consistent in terms of the words and actions. The second part of it is around courage. You cannot be authentic if you do not demonstrate courage. And courage is something that, like we've talked about in previous episodes, it's not about just saying, I am courageous, but it's actually demonstrating that you are courageous by the things that you do, the things that you consistently stand up for, and the people that you back. And that is important, especially as a manager when you have a team that you need to be responsible for. And I think the third element of how authenticity shows up is in terms of having core values that are surrounded in the essence of integrity and honesty. The truth is, you know, we all have, we all aspire to be walking in integrity and to be as honest as possible. And I think sometimes we kind of put that virtue pretty high up in terms of honesty. But I think what we actually am looking for is integrity because what integrity demonstrates is honesty in action. Now, I could say, for example, I am very honest. I could say that. 
But if I do not walk it out, it doesn't necessarily mean that I am honest as an example. Now you can see this uh, great example held out in terms of uh, politicians as an example. They could say a whole lot of amazing things, but does it actually show up in what they actually do and implement when the time comes? So integrity is really about honesty in action. And for an authentic leader, I believe you need to have all these three core elements, which is around being consistent, demonstrating courage, and having core values that's centered around integrity. So what do you think about that, Sal? Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing. That was really a great explanation of authenticity, and I like the way you describe it. I think you are spot on. The three key attributes, consistent courage, and the values around integrity. One key question that I have right now is really, is there any way of measuring authenticity? If I was your subordinate today, how can I assess that you are authentic? Is there any easy way of doing that rather than taking my time and observing every so often on the times that you basically demonstrate consistency, courage, and the value of integrity? And thinking out loud, I remember many, many years ago, one of my key mentors, I think she made that process easier for me because she gave me some kind of baseline or some kind of point of reference for me to assess whether or not she is authentic, whether or not she is consistent, whether or not she is courageous, whether or not she carries the value of integrity by just basically sharing her work style. So when I first met her, she said it's very important that we work very well together. So let's understand each other better. And the best way to do that is really I, want, I will be very open about my work style. And that's what she said. So that it's easy for you to work with me. And there are only three key factors that I need to remember then. Number one is her work style is around open door policy. Because she said that she wanted everybody to be very clear about what's needed to be done. So if ever there is any concern, fear or doubt, just knock on her door anytime and talk to her about it. Do not delay, do not keep it too long because otherwise it can really be a major problem before you know it. So that's number one. The second factor about her work style is really about continuous improvement. She's a firm believer of continuous improvement and the way to improve ourselves was really through a feedback process. So she believed that a feedback process should be a two-way interactive giving and receiving feedback regardless whether or not it's from her to her subordinate or from her subordinate to her as the manager. So she made it really open and she said that all of us, her subordinate should be free, shouldn't fear about informing her on specific behavior that, that we felt that she needed to change. So that was really a surprise to many of us, but we welcomed that and we slowly tried doing it. At first, it was kind of funny and awkward, but after a while, we got used to it. And she made that process really easy too because she meant what she said. 
he could really give her feedback and she took action on it. So that was something that made it very, really easy for us. And gradually, we started trusting her and believing in her as well as her purpose. And the third key element of her work style is really about injecting as much predictability to the business as well as the operations. So she said that the more predictable we are, the better we would be. So, and the key to being predictable is really to avoid surprises. And she hated surprises. So how did we avoid surprises? Of course, it wasn't easy, right? So the key formula is to be honest, open, transparent, and respectful. But she made it even easier for us. She just said, tell it the way it is. Because we are better off knowing the problem. We are better off knowing how bad a situation we are in and then find ways to basically remedy, intervene so that we get the right solution to get us out of the problem. So she would rather be in that position rather than hearing all the great stories but actually we were not doing so well. With that, after a while, it became really easy for us and slowly it became like a culture in the department and things like this are contagious yeah lisa i like the way you said it i remember was it just now or the, the episode earlier the previous episode where you where you mentioned that courage can be really contagious and this is also another example and 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 we know we were safe the environment was safe because she basically supported that totally so allow me to recap a little bit. Just now I mentioned that a subordinate would need some kind of baseline or a term of reference. So I just basically shared with you the kind of example of a term of reference or a baseline that I basically had the opportunity to work on in terms of assessing my manager on whether or not she basically demonstrated the behavior such as cons being consistent, such as having the courage to do difficult stuff, as well as carrying the value of integrity. And the way that she did that is really by sharing her work style. I believe this is something that maybe we can think of further, or, may or maybe some of you would be able to replicate it. But in any way, I'm pretty sure this is something that that can be very useful to all of you. Well, now let's switch gear a little bit, Lisa. Following up to the courage that you talked about, I remember a very recent example of the demonstration of courage by the leading tennis player, Naomi Osaka, in the recent US Open. She basically confessed in the press conference about her mental wellness. See, what happened was she lost in round three and during the press conference after her loss, she basically said that she feels sad when she loses and she feels relief rather than happy when she wins. So to her, that's not normal. And with that, she wanted to take a break from tennis for a while, just kind of trying to find herself and I admire that a great deal because what's happening there is really a true demonstration of her being true to herself about knowing herself, her limits. And she was bold enough 
really demonstrating courage and saying that it's time for her to take a break and just to it's time for her to take a break from tennis for a while and check on what exactly that she wants to do and the greater thing about this is really the fact that she said that it's okay not to be okay she admitted that she had some situation with her current mental wellness which is now a common problem to many people. Mental wellness is real and the number of people suffering from mental wellness has basically increased exponentially, especially since the COVID-19 started. So uh, while I will miss her tennis, I definitely respect her decision and I think that was a really great demonstration of courage. And and in her case, it could be more complex because she is basically a role model. People look up to her and what she said, what she does, people really are watching. Despite all the expectations from people, I really respect and admire the way she had handled it and she knew exactly what she needed to do. So I think that's a very authentic demonstration of courage, Lisa, from my point of view. So Lisa, what does it take from your point of view for you to be authentic? Yeah, I think for me personally, it's two things. One is being real in the sense that I would be secured enough to acknowledge my weaknesses and to acknowledge my mistakes and errors and then to seek help to you know, overcome it. So I think an example would be, you know, when, when I first started as a product manager, I actually didn't really know much, just in case right. you didn't realize then. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, no, I, 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 I thought you were the best, the best office product manager then. Well, thanks, Al. Uh, but I think I pretended to know what I think I know. And I did a great right. job pretending. But deep inside, I was very, I was unsure because it was, you know, a new thing. But what I did learn over time is so long as you're willing to acknowledge that, yeah, this is an area that you need to improve on and you continue to seek feedback on, you know, there's always areas for you to improve. And I think not being afraid to acknowledge that and not being afraid to acknowledge your mistakes or just areas that you just need to work on, to me, frees me up from the pressure of being perfect. So I think I'm one of those few people that, you know, find that perfection is uh, overrated. I prefer to mm. just get something done that's good enough that I can feel good about, but I don't expect it to be perfect. And because at the back of my mind is because I know that I'm not perfect. And so whatever I do will never be perfect, just as an outflow of that. Mm. I think the second part of it is around the courage to actually take a stand. Because there are moments and there are times in your career that you have to make a stand, that you have to say, okay, I'm not going to do this because you know, it goes against my core values or uh, it is wrong or it is not compliant or for whatever reason you want to give, but you have to make that stand. And unfortunately, making that stand has consequences as well. But I think you must, or for me, I was willing to take the consequences along with taking that stand. So for me, being authentic means um, having the courage to make that stand when you need to make a stand. And you know, like what you've just said in terms of Osaka's uh, example, you know, during the Olympics, I think we see a lot of athletes uh, demonstrating that one of them is the gymnast uh, Simone Biles. 
you know, how she basically being the world champion and just an amazing gymnast took the same stand, which is, you know, I, because of my current mental health situation, you know, she basically withdrew from competing in basically most of the activities, right? Most of the events, except for the first and the, the last uh, event. So that I think to me demonstrates, you know, just how courage comes into play. But in that whole process, just like Osaka situation, I think it inspired a whole group of people to basically say, yeah, that is the right thing to do, or that is something that is acceptable. Even though we think that athletes should just push through and just, you know, and not and not complain or, you know, not mm. acknowledge their weaknesses, right? Because they're athletes. But I think it applies for all of us. We need to be able to be courageous enough to make a stand when we need to make a stand. And to me, that's how authenticity or authentic leader looks like. So what about you, Sal? How do you think authenticity inspires others? Well, Lisa, that's really a great question. So how does authenticity inspire others? In many ways, actually. Taking back the example that I gave earlier on my manager who used to share her work style to make it clear for everybody in the team on how best to work with her, that was really a great example of how authenticity has inspired everyone in the department. The thing is, when you have clarity on how to work with your boss, that frees up a lot of subjective ideas or guessing games. Typically, you know, in our mind, we would ask these questions like how best to work with her. Would she be mad if we say this? How would she take it if we are open about certain things that we don't like about, about her behavior, for instance, or something that we feel that should be done differently? Can we be honest about it and talk to her? She practically freed up all these questions that we had in mind by providing the answers to all of us from the get-go. So what that did to us was that we felt very safe to work in such environment and we felt free to basically did our best to think out of the box, for instance. So the natural outcome of that was really, she basically had a very motivated team who would just rose to the occasion to support each other to go the extra mile, did the extra things to make sure that we deliver on our commitments. So it was really a very healthy environment to work in. So that's the outcome that I, I really cherish then. Evidently, the three keywords that basically describe that best from my point of view are trust, clarity, and predictability. We trust her, she trusts us, and we established that from the get-go on how to trust each other. And number two is clarity on how to work together. In fact, it was amazing that we practically had an unspoken guidelines on how to anticipate and be proactive in certain situations simply because of her explanation on how best to work with her. So that's clarity at the highest level from my point of view. And the third thing is really predictability. So once you have these things become a lot more predictable. See, the thing is when you achieve such predictability in your business operations, it's amazing that things will go smoothly because you practically 
have less situation of firefighting. That's what predictability is all about. So, well, Lisa, I think the best way to summarize what I've shared with you just now is really when a leader is authentic, the team will essentially go the extra mile to do whatever they can to make sure that they deliver on their commitment. So they are typically very motivated, highly energized, and they tend to support each other willingly. Probably this is what we say, giving, uh, giving it our all. And that's the main reason why I have always said that authenticity is the key cornerstone of leadership. So now I just want to touch a little bit about being authentic, just in addition to what you have just mentioned just now. And I think for each individual, we basically need to make it our goal to be an authentic leader. And the way to do that is only by just being yourself, being true to yourself, know yourself well. And if there are certain areas that you are confused about yourself, I'm, I'm very sure we have been in this situation. Take the time to find yourself. I think it's worthwhile to make it a goal to practically enhance your self-awareness and social awareness so that it will help you to become an authentic leader. At this juncture, I would just like to touch a little bit on Simone Biles, the story that you talked about just now. Correct me if I'm wrong. She practically quit the individual event only, didn't she? Or did she quit the team event as well? She participated on the first part of it. And that's where right. she found the difficulty. And so she took the decision to step away, even though she was a team captain. But right. she decided that for the, for the greater good of the team, it is best that she steps back so that the reserve uh, gymnast could then come into play. This is definitely an interesting conversation to have. See, the thing is, it's a lot easier to quit the individual team as the impact to the overall team is potentially lower than if you're quitting the team event. But when you quit a team event, there may be team members who are not able to understand the overall situation and who have these ideas in mind that you're not contributing to the team, you're not believing in the team, and potentially some may be hostile and saying that, you know, how could you do this to, to all of us? the expectation on that we are in this together. So there are many implications from that standpoint. Oh, you agree with me on that, Lisa? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like what you say about team activities, it's everybody needs to be playing at the same level because as they say, mm -hmm. right, the, the strongest um, part of any chain is its weakest link. So you know, basically we all need to play our part in the team. And that goes very much in any workplace, any group that you're in, um, any areas where you need to collaborate, you need to be at your A game. And I think the courage part also comes in when you are not able to give it your all for whatever reason. Yeah. You also need to have the courage and the freedom to actually say, hey, maybe I'm not the best person for this job. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Or, you know what, I really need a lot of help. Uh, to do this because I just can't do it or for whatever reason. And I think when you're able to do that, the, the people that you're working with will generally want to help you, 
But more importantly, they see that you are trying your part. And they also know that you know, they are not perfect as well, or they need help in certain areas. And I think to that extent, it also helps um, collaboration in the group, especially when you're able to be honest, as opposed to someone who says, I can do everything, so let me do it all, but <laughs> not doing anything well, you know what I mean? Or someone yeah. who says, yes, I'll do it, but never ends up doing it. Uh, I think we mm. all have faced those sort of people and in those, those sort of situations. Yeah. So part of being authentic is to be able to do all that. Yeah, I totally agree. The spirit of teaming is really about trusting each other, believing in each other. And the key skill that we need to have is really empathy because in Simone Bao's situation, for instance, I would expect her team members to take the extra mile as well to understand her situation. And the upside is really would give an opportunity for another talented person to take over and perform. So that's not a lost opportunity in that respect. And typically teams, they have their strategy on how to win. And another value of teaming is really when you're around your team members and with the moral support and the kind of encouragement that you got from your fellow team members, typically you would rise to the occasion when you need to. So I totally agree with you. From that perspective, any other thoughts, Lisa? Yeah, I was just going to just say that in terms of how it therefore inspires the people around you is the fact that when they see it, you're able to get, basically get the same amount of energy and courage to do it as well. Because if you see someone who's authentic, your natural reaction would be to say, hey, maybe I, it feels safe enough for me to also be authentic. And if everyone does the same thing, authenticity becomes a core value of the company's culture or of your team. Because if you're, if you're able to be in a safe environment, you will definitely be able to be more vulnerable and to be more yourself. Uh, one of the things that I've um, encountered, I think it was um, um, you know, when we were both in Microsoft in Malaysia and we had the great uh, financial crisis and then we had this great... <laughs> event that you know somehow saved us from a budgetary perspective but the behind the scenes of that is essentially three people having coffee and coming up with the idea yeah and the three of us were just you know um, bantering over it thinking what can we do to save the company from great budget disaster and it was just out of that but the more important aspect is everybody felt the the benefit of it, the euphoria of it, the amazement of it. And I think as a result of that, there was a greater sense of collaboration, uh, especially that time during, uh, at that time, between the product marketing team and the channels team. And that was quite amazing because um, I'm sure you know there were a lot of conflicts between marketing and sales and partners. <laughs> uh, but I think at that moment, it basically got everyone together. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Lisa, absolutely. I remember that very well. It's amazing what coffee did to all of you, yeah? Practically saved my life too. <laughs> anyway, actually the key learning of that incident is really this. Number one, first and foremost, we need to really recognize the situation that we are in at any one point in time. For instance, in this scenario that you talk about, 
it was really to save ourselves from the budget disaster. And once we recognize the situation that we are in and we are on the same page, then second is we will work together fully, mind, heart and soul being put together collectively to basically find the solution so that we can get out of that challenging situation that we that we are in. So that's typically how it works. The third thing is silly. When you work together and sincerely and honestly try to find the right solution, typically that will come. You just got to keep on doing it. So Lisa, in a nutshell, fast forward 24 years later, here we are talking about this magical incident and I'm so glad that we were part of those very interesting time. You definitely had contributed a great deal during that time, yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. the line that I always remember is um, this phrase where it basically says, people follow a leader who is always real and not one who is always right. Yeah. You, you know, so we generally gravitate to someone who is actually authentic. Yeah. Because the reality is we don't want some know-it-all person, right? We yes. want someone that we can relate to. And like what you talked about in terms of high self-awareness and empathy and humility, like what we covered in the previous uh, episodes. Right. So what do you think we need to do to demonstrate or to be an authentic leader? Well, Lisa, that's really a great question. So what do we need to do to demonstrate or to be an authentic leader? I do believe that it starts with the end in mind. And from my point of view, the end mind is really about creating a lasting impact to the community or society that we live in or the, whoever that we engage with. So how do we do that? I presume that everyone has his or her own approach, but from my point of view, it's very important for us just to be ourselves. Just be yourself, get to know yourself very, very well and make sure that you have a high degree of self-awareness and social awareness. Keep on sharpening those skills and feed, use feedback as a great tool to basically find out on the area of improvement that you need to do. And the other important thing is really communication where you really need to articulate your vision, the direction that you're going and the kind of moral compass that you're going to be leading your team members, for instance. This is very important. Just like the example that I mentioned earlier on my mentor sharing her work style that has basically made the process of trusting her very easy for all of us to do. And that basically has won our trust in a speedy manner and it's very easy for everybody to work together. So communicating a Clear vision is very important, as well as ensuring that everyone understands your core values. Make it known what your values are and for them to believe that you're living those values, then you need to basically demonstrate the behavior that's related to those values, which at the end of the day, which translates into your be being authentic. And coming back to Simone Ball's example, in her scenario, for instance, 
the way I look at her lasting impact to women and girls would definitely be the kind of inspirations that would encourage other girls to pick up gymnastics, for instance, to, to be courageous in terms of understanding, determining, and making specific decision that might be controversial but required not only yourself as well as your own community. By this, I mean in the scenario that we have talked about, about Simon Biles quitting some of her events in the Olympic recently in order for her to manage her mental wellness situation. So the lasting impact that we could potentially see is maybe in the future there will be some key policy decisions that's being taken by specific athletic associations or related organizations which will benefit many other athletes in the world. So that's the kind of impact that we are talking about. So in summary, Lisa, what I've just said is for us to demonstrate or to be an authentic leader, number one, we just need to be ourselves. Number two, we just need to communicate clearly on our vision, on our direction and our core values so that our team members will understand what's expected of them. And number three is really for us to lift those values so that we demonstrate that we are serious about it. And the outcome of that is people then start trusting and believing in us. And number four is always look at the long term about creating a lasting impact. It's not just about quantifiable results in terms of either winning a medals or closing a $50 million day. There are many other intrinsic values or intangible benefits that you practically bring to the table. I believe those types of impact are equally important, if not more important, than the quantifiable results that we are talking about. Is there anything you want to add, Lisa? No, I think you brought up an amazing point, which is the, the journey or the road to the outcome is just as important, if not more important, than the actual results itself. Uh, because how you get there, I mean, you could get there in many different ways. But I think you want to be able to get there in a way that you can be proud of and to yep. be able to sleep well at night, if you know what I mean. Yep. I think we've covered quite a fair bit of things, but essentially I think the theme of what we are talking about and the core message that we want to get across is that being authentic leader just inspire the people around you. And to mm. be an authentic leader requires courage. It requires, like you said, being consistent and the ability for you to also be teachable or learn or to have a learner's mindset. Because as part of acknowledging that you need help, you're basically saying that I am a learner, right? I am teachable. I want to learn more. I want to improve. And I think we can never run away from uh, having people around us that it's not just to be able to support mm. us, but to also give us feedback. Because we can't be authentic if we are not receiving feedback. And yeah. I know we talk a lot about feedback and we've done that in our first season of our Give, Receive, Improve podcast. Because feedback is fundamentally something that we all need. Whether you are you know, starting out in your career or you are a manager or a director or CEO, you, I'm sure feedback is just uh, second nature to you by that point because you do need it to improve. And I think the last thing that I'll do to summarize what we've talked about is at the end of the day is just be yourself. 
and that be yourself has to be centered around like what you've mentioned earlier, some core values. If you have those yeah. core values in place, whether it's honesty, integrity, courage, those are the things that will actually drive your actions, drive your behavior, drive the way you think and drive the way you make decisions. So grounded in your core values, you walk out with courage and integrity, and therefore you become consistent and predictable. And I think in all of that, it basically takes the pressure of the perfection mentality that we have in our culture today. So mm. I hope and I encourage everyone uh, to just be authentic, just be yourself. Don't feel the need to try and be someone else because that's never going to be successful. And yeah. Um, yeah, so just go out there and just show the beauty that you have within you and you'll be amazed, I think, with what you can discover. Is there anything else uh, you want to add before we close? Well, Lisa, I don't have much more to say. You pretty much sum up everything already. And I totally agree with you. Authenticity is the cornerstone of leadership. And by being authentic, a leader does inspire his or her followers to give their all. So as always, please subscribe, like, share, and follow the podcast. And we will see you in our next edition or our next episode. Take care.